It's your girl, Sophronia Ivory, host of your new favorite show, No Rewinds. No Rewinds because we only got one shot to raise these kids. We got to see it, think about it, then do what we got to do to raise these kids. Co-parenting after a separation can be hard. And very rarely is it an easy process. Because most people have some emotions that they have going on, some unresolved feelings, some resentment, and somehow we have to come up with a way to co-parent so that we can ensure that there's some stability in the children's lives, that they feel secure, and that they feel love from both parents. Unless there's been some domestic violence and some some very harmful things that were in the relationship. We as adults need to be able to set an example for these kids. You know, oftentimes when we go through divorces and we go through separations, we don't necessarily think about how it's going to affect the kids, but it does. Um, You know, some kids have anxiety, they have some depression, they might feel caught in between this tug of war between both parents. And we have to be able to put all of those emotions aside because they don't even really matter when it comes to the well-being of the children. Now, if it was an acrimonious separation, it's going to be a little bit harder but we still have to be able to work through that. We have to be able to provide these kids a safe environment where they still feel connected to both parents. So let's talk about how we can get this done. It's not a romantic relationship anymore. This person may be on with somebody else and you still may be having some resentment and some hurt and you know, a whole host of other emotions. But we have to be able to come up with some tips, some tricks, some way for you to manage the relationship to still get it done. That's basically what we got to do. Joint custody arrangements can be frustrating. They can be irritating, especially if one person is always not showing up when they're supposed to or asking if you can take the kids on their weekend and you swap weekends. (laughs) I would venture to say that, you know, when you have these joint custody arrangements, every time you look at this person or if they do something, you're going to be thinking, see, that's the same shit he was doing. We was together. This is why we're not together. That person is not going to change just because you aren't together. But now you have to manage it. You have to distance yourself from it. You've said, okay, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore, but you still got these kids. You know, you you may still have some emotions about some financial issues. Uh, the child support isn't being paid on time because, you know, that's a possibility, right? Um, you may also have some concerns about their parenting ability. Like, you know, when you was together, you were seeing how he was yelling at little Johnny when something that he just blew it all out of proportion. So in your mind, you're working through all of this because you're like, 
you know, when y'all were together, you were present, you could be an, you could play an intervention and now you don't have that ability. You're sending your child off with this other person and you don't respect their parenting ability, but you still got to co-parent, still got to make it work. Not for you, not for him, for the kids. Because trust me, when these kids get old enough, they can put two and two together. They ain't going to need you to say that. But the first step in in, in this parenting, co-parenting relationship is being able to have a conversation. Have a conversation with this other person where y'all not screaming and yelling at each other. And y'all bringing up some old shit that happened five years ago. You got to be able to let all of that go. Because when you're face to face and you need to have a conversation about this child, you don't need to go there. You need to be talking about what happened with little Johnny. Little Johnny got a D on his report card. When he's with me, I'm making sure that he's doing his math. And I just want to let you know, we need to help him in math. So when he's with you, and he's doing his math, you you might want to check it over because we have to help little Johnny not get a D. You don't have to go into when little Johnny at your house, you know, can you not be fucking with your bitch for a minute and help him with his homework? You ain't got to say that. That don't even matter. That ain't even none of your business. Really, it ain't. Y'all aren't together. You have to look at this relationship in a different light. We're co-parenting. That's what we're doing now. We're not, we ain't fucking, we ain't even friends yet. Y'all not. Y'all might not be at the point where y'all friends. The goal is to get to that point where, you know, you can at least be cordial with one another. And this co-parenting is going to have to speed that up. You can't be mad for a year and y'all have fussing. And da, 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 da. You got to cut ties. I need to communicate with this person about little Johnny. When little Johnny is with you, can you please make sure he does his homework? Can you might have to go the extra step and, and check over his math because he's struggling in that subject a little bit. You have to be able to talk. You have to be able to um, communicate with each other about little Johnny because little Johnny needs some help. And both of you are the parents. And so both of you have to be able to talk about a strategy and helping little Johnny. That's it. And and, and w- when you're not getting off topic and stuff, you don't have to have an attitude about it. You don't have to have that tension in the air. You know, you know the tension, the t- you know the tension I'm talking about because you can feel it on the phone. And then when you're face to face, you can see it in the body language. Here you go. Here go his bag. Can you please help him with this math? Because you know he's getting a D in math. I don't know if if you over there, you know, can you take five minutes from your bitch and help him with his math? You ain't got to go there. You ain't got to go there. We're going to talk about some things that we can do to help ease this co-parenting relationship. You know, kids actually benefit by knowing that their parents have a cooperative relationship. Like they feel secure. They benefit from the consistency and knowing that on the second and the third 
week of the month, I'm with mom and the first and the fourth week I'm with dad. And they know that so they can plan their schedules. They know what to leave where, you know, so so they need that consistency, too. And then it also subliminally programs the parents. Of consistency, because you two have to be consistent in order for little Johnny to feel secure and know that what's coming. That's probably one of the biggest challenges when children are older and they see and they experience that separation or divorce because they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know, you know, how rough is this going to get if they're accustomed to mom taking them to school every day and dad going to his games all the time. They don't know if that's still going to happen. And so there needs to be some consistency to know that, you know, even though we're not together, I'm still going to do this, but some things are going to change. Your job is to be a role model in that change. It also helps these kids with problem solving. They've seen an example of when some two people were in conflict and they could not resolve that conflict, that there was a separation. And after the separation, they still were able to co-parent, at least in front of the kids. Don't be clowning in front of these kids. They don't need to see all that. They don't need to hear you arguing on the phone about this child support, about, you know, you not picking him up. I, I get those things may happen. And listen, I'm your girl and you know, I keeps it 100 with y'all. You may have to address it. I don't know if you need to address it in front of the kids. At some point down the line, there may come an opportunity where you need to share what that separation was like from the adult perspective, but not in the middle of it, not in the middle of it. And then, you know, when kids see parents that are co-parenting cooperatively, um, they are more emotionally stable. They don't have these high highs and these low lows and this cycle of frustration and anger and outburst because they're not seeing you have these cycles of anger and outburst. I'm not saying you won't have those. Maybe that's when you let little Johnny get off, get out of the car when you drop him up. Then you can like cuss old boy out and, you know, to yourself in the car by yourself. You ain't even got to call him and tell him. But we have to be able to control what that anger looks like. At least what the kids see. Okay. One other thing that we need to do is we can't put these kids in the middle. We can't have these kids in the middle of a grown folks conversation. Like you can't send little Johnny over there and say, my mama said, when you going to pay your child support? My mama said she needs $200 for the electric bill. You can't do that. Don't put them in the middle of that ish. Those are y'all issues. You need to be able to have a conversation with your co-parent to say, hey, there's some things that I need to take care of. Do you know when you're going to pay the child support? And even if he get out of pocket, like, you know, well, you know, 
where that man at? How come he can't do that? Don't go there. Don't bite. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't bite. If you bite, it's over. You the loss. Because now th- this is really a, just a humiliation game. You ain't want to be with me, but you still want me to help you. Yeah, I do. The fact of the matter is, yeah, I do. I need you to help me with these kids. Look, Johnny needs some shoes. And, and let's be clear. <sighs> Sometimes you're going to want to. Sometimes little Johnny daddy going to do something and you're going to be with little Johnny and them emotions is going to be so raw. They're going to be right there at the tip of your tongue. I'm telling you, you got to hold it in. If you need to sit in that car and take 10 breaths in and out, do it. It ain't worth it. Remember, y'all both know how to push each other's buttons. Y'all know exactly what to say. Fuck with them. You know what's going to take them where. And he know what's going to piss you off. Don't bite. Focus. Focus on little Johnny. And after a while, reasonable people typically usually kind of kind of get the hint that she, she just trying to focus on little Johnny. She don't care that I got this shit because you know what? She don't ask no more. And how about this? When he rolled up to pick up little Johnny, and I know you got some concerns about him bringing these random babes in front of your son. You do have a right to voice that, but you can't be fucking with him all the time about it, for real. Unless you know that some shit just ain't right. You two have broken up. What that means is you no longer have the right. He no longer has the right. So when he roll up to pick up little Johnny and old girl is in the car, this is what you do. Hey, how you doing? Good. All of his things are in the bag and um, he does. The, they moved up practice from 530 to five. So just want to let y'all know that. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all you can say. <laughs> So then she's going to be like, okay, hey, well, she seemed pretty cool. So now you've eased some tension because let's be clear, your your problem ain't ain't, ain't with um, old girl. You still in love or mad or whatever with him. Until you do something different, you ain't going to get nothing different. I know y'all done heard that. My grandmama used to tell me that. So I know y'all done heard it. If you ain't, you done heard it today. So yeah, don't be using these kids as a messenger. If there's something that you need to say to your co-parent and you aren't verbally there and, you know, we're in a text message age, right? That's all y'all doing is texting each other. Ain't nobody having no conversation. Y'all losing all these personal skills. Yep, y'all can't even spell it right. Missing periods and stuff. Let me stop. What I'm saying is text them. Now, the same rules go for texting as when you're verbally talking to somebody. So don't be going all on the text talking about when you finish with your bitch, can you meet me at McDonald's at five o'clock to pick up the no see you at five. They move, you know, baseball practice from five thirty to five. It's at the same location. And I think he may have forgot his toothbrush. That's it. So now you have you don't be going off the rail. And, when, and if he respond, all he should really respond is okay or like like the message. That's really about all he should really do. 
or you should do. Anything beyond that, you're doing too much. Sit your ass down. You're doing too much. Like, why do you, you ain't got to be extra. This ain't about you. This is about co-parenting. That's what this is about. So yeah, we we got to make sure that we're working on these um, communication skills. We do. You know, maybe you need to approach this co-parenting or as like it's one of your coworkers. You know, there's a way to flex on somebody where you ain't got to get all out of pocket with it. Where they know, did she just say that? Yeah, she said it. Very calm, cool, and collected. And you got the message. Don't be late, motherfucker. <laughs> That's what she said. And you can't do nothing but respect that. And when she's saying that, you you have the right to expect her to not be late too. So, you know, we just have to work on the communication because sometimes when we're talking to people, what we say might not be what's going on in our heads and it may come out wrong. You know, it's okay to apologize and say, this is what I meant. That might be one of the issues y'all had in the relationship. So you know how you do. <laughs> you know, but we still have to work on our communication because in the long run, once we improve the communication tools, people know what to expect. Um, they know that you can deliver information. You're not going to get off topic, you know, and, and you might have to just treat it like it's a business relationship until you have moved past some of those issues that were in the relationship. Because the goal of the communication is the well-being of the child. That's our purpose. We got nothing else to talk about, really. And then we need to ask, you know, not say, I need you to do this, but phrase it. Would you be willing to? Would you be willing to pick little Johnny up from school? I have a meeting that's going a little bit late. If he says yes, you text him back and say, hey, 3.30, this door. I mean, if he doesn't know that stuff, if that's the, if he doesn't typically pick little Johnny up from school, but very factual. But you're already setting the tone by saying, will you do this for me? When people ask you to do a favor for them, And when they tell you what favor they want you to do, your mind starts to process, okay, what is the favor? You know, who is it benefiting and how much is it going to put me out, right? How much of an inconvenience is this going to be? Will you pick him up? He then, or you then should be, okay, this is my child. He's getting out of school and either he's going to sit there until his mom can get there later or I can go pick him up. That's what's happening. And if he's working and he can't, he's working. But if he out here and and he has the opportunity and the flexibility to do it, will you is like, okay, yeah, I got to go pick up my son. Just kind of work on asking questions and not being so directive, you know, when people win, it's it's somebody's compromising. And so you have to set it up such that there's a give and take on both ends. And yeah, you gotta you gonna you're gonna have to show some restraint. <laughs> you might have to. Cause remember what I said, y'all already know each other. Y'all know that if I call her a bitch, she just gonna be like, Yeah, don't call her a bitch. 
This ain't about you pushing those buttons. And if he does call you a bitch, you just need to roll it off. Like, you know what? This is why I'm with this motherfucker. He don't know how to act, but you know what? I need him to pick up little Johnny at 3.30. And so I know that he going to do whatever with him and bring him home. You know, I'm good with that. Let me, let me not, let me, I mean, he called you a bitch. That ain't the last time nor the first time you've been called to be been calling you a bitch. Fuck it. I'm not saying to accept that someone is demeaning you or making you feel some kind of way. But at this time, you just got to let it go and just chalk it up to this motherfucker ignorant so that you can get your child from point A to point B and keep it moving. That's it. And when you get home and he didn't jump, drop little Johnny off at home or when he drops little Johnny off at home. How about this? Send him a text, but just say, thanks for helping out. Now you're putting positive deposits out there. They go a long way. You know, I'm going to get off topic for a minute. I have friends where they can't repeat verbatim what someone said to them. He said this and this and that and they, you, verbatim. And if you say the wrong adjective, they in their feelings. (laughs) They hot. Hot. You hear me? They hot. I'm not her. I, just give me the gist of it. Either you are or you aren't going to pick up little Johnny. The in-between conversation, all of that. <laughs> what the fuck you doing? Da, da, da. Uh, I got to work. Can you pick him up? Would you be willing to pick him up? Your mind might be saying something else. And this is another thing. And I'm, 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 I'm one. I do this too. If you're texting, especially if you're texting, you might just be putting some fucked up shit on that first draft. <laughs> that text message, you might, you might be going straight off. You might say, I need you to pick up little Johnny at 3.30 and don't be late. Don't send that. Don't send that. Pause, pause, pause. Look at it, read it. You might have to put it down and come back to it in five minutes. Reword it, soften it up. This is a business relationship. It's like you sending an email to your coworker, soften it up. You might have to do that, you know, a couple times. It might take you 15, 20 minutes to send this text message, but that's okay. You're working on you for the betterment of your child. What else? That's the best thing in the world to better yourself for. Oh, yes. This one is going to be hard for some of y'all. I know. It's hard for me. In this process of working on our communication with the co-parent, this one is going to be hard. You got to listen. You got to listen. I know that's hard because <laughs> you always want to be interrupted and he in the middle of a sentence and you're like, no, nah, uh-uh. you know, you're God going back and forth. Can't even really hear what each other is saying. But listening, you know, honestly, I didn't start really listening to people until I started this podcast and I had to interview people. And so the reason why I had to start listening to people was because if I'm talking and they're talking, the audio doesn't quite come together. In addition to sometimes it's a little delayed because it's, it's virtual. And so I had to learn if I ask a question, then let this person respond in, in their entirety so that I can hear what they're saying. But in that process, definitely there's some times where I want to speak, 
but I can't speak. So I had to listen to the entire answer before I responded to a guest answer. But I started doing that in my personal life too. And it's very profound. If you just pause and listen to let let somebody talk, listen to what they're saying. That's the only way that you can really hear. Because if you talk and that means you ain't, you can't hear nothing they say. You don't even know what, <clears throat> if you're talking and they're talking, you don't even know what their point is. Because your mind is focused on getting the words out of your mouth to tell him what's on your mind. But you, you too have to listen to what's on their mind. So let's just work on listening. The first step in, in learning how to listen is just to be quiet. Can you do that? Can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> you remember how y'all was arguing one time and he told you to shut the fuck up and your feelings was hurt. Your ass wasn't listening. That's what he was saying. Listen to me. Everybody wants to be heard. It is going to take some soul searching on your behalf because we can't control what the other parent does, but we have to be able to manage that relationship. That's all I got today, y'all. I'm out. Well, that's it for today, y'all. Just remember, there are no one-size-fits-all manuals to teach you how to be a single parent. Do what you can, then build up your village to help you do the rest because there are no rewinds. Don't forget to subscribe so we can chop it up next time.